We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Thanks for calling Toyota. This is Jan. I just adopted a new best friend, and I'm looking for a Toyota so we can make the most out of summer. With a new RAV4, you can take your pup for a drive up the coast. You can take a Prius to the park. Or you can take a Tundra to kayak at a remote lake. One problem, Jan. Oh? My new best friend's a cat. Your summer starts here, but it all ends June 3rd. Toyota, let's go places. Dealer inventory may vary, so your participating Toyota dealer for details. Visit your front-range Toyota stores today. Toyota, let's go places. DMVR Fantasy Pod entering those fantasy playoffs. It's that time of year, as always, joined by international superstar producer Kale Sorbo entering the playoffs hot in our DNVR league. Before I pass the mic over to Kale, we, as always, are presented by the King of Sportsbook, DraftKings Sportsbook. Use that code DMVR to win some mega money as a new user and take advantage of all those great offers as an existing user. Kale, how are we feeling going into the fantasy playoffs? I feel really good. I feel like I've got, you know, um, I didn't make the playoffs in my big money league, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. Made the playoffs in our staff league. I'm the number two seed on a bye this week. Feeling Love really that. solid about my squad. I've got Jalen Hurts going off. I've got Derek Henry going off. I've got Travis Kelsey going off. Downtown Dwayne Brown's got a pretty solid team, but I, I really feel like my chances are solid headed into these playoffs. We were all laughing it up at Eric, who thought he um was out of a league, and then turns out he was in it and auto-drafted, and he's, what, like the top seed in his league? He's the number one seed, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes things... Work out that way. I'm in the toilet bowl. A nice upset of Merchel. Um, so so feeling better. And in one of my money leagues, I at least made the playoffs. That's a dynasty where we're just just a quarterback away. And we've got Bryce Young coming and Brock Purdy doing his thing. That was the league where I was on pins and needles about picking up Brock Purdy. So you love that. Huge week. Yeah, yeah, no, he might he might just be the guy, especially in a in a dynasty. Um, we are not here to do another pod on Brock Purdy, though. We're here because I am deep into my beloved fantasy hockey league. I think this may be the year for me, Kale, and I think this may be the year because for once, I think I've nailed the layout for this, and it's really loading up on goalies and high-end forwards, which is to say loading up on the positions that have the highest scoring to them. This is something we've kind of dabbled in on our pod on the 
football side of things, but something going into playoffs, I really wanted to get into um, a little more. And when you were, when I brought up this topic, I was like, ah, I'm not, I'm not sure I'm even explaining this right or fleshed it out um, enough. And you instead seem very excited that we could talk about this more and um, get into it more. Yeah, um, I think it really is going back to sort of what we have considered traditional draft strategy for the last half decade or so um, in fantasy football and how that might be wrong. Um, And I'm not saying that it's all that convention should be thrown out the window, but for so long it was with your first two picks, draft running backs, with your first two picks, draft running backs, let quarterbacks fall to you, let quarterbacks fall to you or let tight ends fall to you and just sort of find your way there and, and focus on high end running back talent, because that's where you're going to get there's the scarcity. And that's when you're going to get the bulk of your points. And I just don't think that's true anymore. Um, Jalen hurts uh, has sort of really changed my mentality towards this. He's carried my fantasy team for two seasons. I used him in a keeper league this year and gave up a first round pick for him. And I'm the number one seed. So that goes against all convention using a first round keeper on a quarterback. And yet here I am, I'm here. I am in a really, really solid position. So I think we just need to break down draft convention for those top, top tier guys and say, maybe going into your first round, maybe going into your second round, depending on how big your league is, whether you're an eight team league or maybe something as big as a 14 team league, that first or second round pick, it might not be a bad idea to use it on a use it on a high end wide receiver. I to think, use it on Travis Kelsey or because right. there's so much scarcity there. And and so your positional value, I, I don't think is the same as it used to be, especially with these running first quarterbacks who are carrying so much of the load. And there's such a difference between them and the rest of the league. Because your Joe Schmo quarterback getting 16 to 18 points a week is not the same as your Jalen Hurts, your Patrick Mahomes, who's getting 20 to 30 every week. You are just putting yourself at such an advantage compared to who you are going against on that position from a week-to-week basis. Sorry to have monologued to start this podcast, Mm -hmm. but that's sort of where we are going with this whole mentality. Yeah, and I mean, a Joe Schmo quarterback could be Kirk Cousins, who is leading a phenomenal offense, uh, you know, 20 touchdowns to only nine interceptions. He's ran in two tuds for you as well. 16.5 points per game, though. That's just nowhere close to those top six guys who are Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Justin Fields, and Lamar Jackson. Mahomes with the fewest rushing yards of those guys at 280 and running in two tuds. Everyone else has more rushing yards. Everyone else has more rushing touchdowns, including Joe Burrow, who has five rushing touchdowns this season. And of course, their stellar um, point production and, you know, in the air also makes a difference. And this is even in PPR where wide receiver is going to be a higher scoring position than it would typically be. And I think what we're dancing around is going with the higher scoring option correlated with a safer option, which top quarterbacks and top wide receivers undoubtedly are um, versus top running backs. And that's not just this season uh, throughout NFL history. That's bared out is, 
also something that's going to allow you to uh, go further in fantasy. Injury volatility, totally. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just because the running back position, there's so much injury volatility, especially these last couple years. It seems like those guys who convention was to take at the top of the first round haven't really panned out for you. Your Najee Harris's, your Jonathan Taylor's, even your Christian McCaffrey's this year have been very up and down. And so if not down completely. And so I just think we need to rethink our mentality towards where you're drafting, what types of players, because I think it's more important because here's the deal in the third, fourth round, you're going to be able to draft a high upside guy. And if one of those guys, you're going to be able to draft a couple high upside guys. And if you take a quarterback and two high end wide receivers who are going to be more reliable, and then you draft a couple of running backs with high upside. One of those side guys are usually going to work out. And then you have your RB one and your RB two, and then you still have a QB one. And if you have one of those six guys that we're talking about, or maybe a Dak too, we'll throw him in there just because of, as of recent, he's been putting up monster numbers. Yeah. If you don't have enough. one of those guys, you're sort of out of luck. Yeah, and that's the other thing is having a top three to five guy, depending on position, is where you're really making up huge margins that you can't make up otherwise. And I think back in the day, we felt like there was a bigger difference between the top running backs and your what I would call a replacement level player. So if you're in a 10 team league around the 10th best quarterback is your replacement level because you're starting one quarterback. So the 10th guy is about your average starter. Your 20th running backs about your average starter. Your 30th wide receivers about your average starter. Um, Again, 10th tight end and so on and so forth. Those top three to five and that number six at um, quarterback It's about four to five at wide receiver. It's about three to four at running back. It's one at tight end. Um, Those are the guys that make up huge margins, close to 10 points versus your average replacement player. The gap between a very solid starter. So let's say a top 13 wide receiver, um, a top eight, nine, 10 running back. Um, you know, kind of a top seven, eight quarterback and that replacement level player is pretty menial across the board. You're talking about anywhere from two to four points, which does stack up, does make a difference, but it's not the 10 points versus the top guys. And you really, I mean, even there, you need to enter that rarefied air for those margins to really matter versus your replacement level players. And even when you are taking those big swings, because there's that bigger point differential for a wide receiver and a PPR for a quarterback, I also think those are the positions that are going to give you greater dividends um, if they pan out when you're, when you're hunting for upside. I totally agree. Yeah. And I mean, and so I think what you need to do is really hone in on those positions, dominate your drafts in those positions. You got to establish a kind of a plan at tight end because it's, it's slim pickings. You either go all in or you're just going to wait and like stream tight ends. Right. Yeah. Um, And then you got to, it's really dependent on what's your league and what quarter, what running backs 
should you go after? That's where I think you need to be a little more meticulous, a little more choosy. And it's the position where you're just going to need a lot more luck and you're going to have to stay super active on that waiver wire that first month. Totally. And I'm not saying don't draft running backs in the first round, just to clarify. Like I'm just saying the old convention of do that a hundred percent of the time, regardless is not where we should be thinking anymore. A hundred percent. So that is just, that's all I'm saying. I'm not saying like if you're at the fifth pick and Jonathan Taylor is there next year, take him, you know, like, I don't know. I'm not, I don't know if we're there anymore, you know, like I just think it's fair. Austin Eckler is the only first rounder that's proved out to be right. McCaffrey has justified that pick over time. Um, But you like, that's pretty unconventional. You had to get pretty lucky with a blockbuster trade to like the offense you would want him to be featured in. And that offense then having every single running back go down. So they're relying on McCaffrey probably more than they'd, um, like and Debo getting injured. Like, I mean, there's a lot of factors at play there. Um, you're just not, you're not getting the returns. You're just not. It's, uh, it's, and it's been that way for a couple years mm-hmm. now. So this is, you can get a solid RB. T- I mean, look at Jeff Wilson. Jeff Wilson was, has been solid in both San Francisco and Miami this year. And he was a guy that was available on waivers in like week three. You just have to be active on those waivers with the running back position. I mean, think about, we were joking about Eric earlier. One of Eric's best moves is he picked up Latavius Murray, who all of a sudden was a starting, starting running back in this league. And he was an RB two that he had stashed on his bench. All of a sudden he's a solid RB two play, you know? Yeah. And, it's moves like that that are going to make the difference at the running back position. It's not necessarily having one of those studs at the top of the first round that we've conventionally been thinking about. Right. I think it's too much of a home run swing, but then yeah, Latavius Murray, he's going to be right in that range of producing on a week to week basis at that replacement level, which is going to be about as good as a, even a borderline top 15 back. Like, that's not going to be that far off like Leonard Fournette's production on a week in week out basis. Um, and then I mean, playoff. Lenny, absolutely. And then I don't know, maybe you need to be a little more um, savvy in your handcuffs. Yeah, that is proven to be huge this year. Being savvy with your handcuffs, um, especially in, especially in like true, two RB systems. I mean, if you had Alexander Madison or Jamal Williams to pair with your DeAndre Swifts or your Dalvin cooks this year, that has been huge for you. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, Samaj P Ryan's been massive, obviously. Huge. Um, yeah. So yeah, actually I think... on a point per game basis is outscoring Joe Mixon, which is crazy. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I just think like the you, you're pigeonholing yourself a little bit more by hunting those running backs and tight ends early when you could limit um you could limit your risk by waiting 
and being savvy and streaming and waiver wire pickups at either position. And you increase your margins just with the, the more, the greater point variance at those other positions. Um, and the, the fact that they're safer and the fact that I don't know, it almost feels like quarterbacks and wide receivers. You almost have more natural breakouts. You do. Um, Cause you have days where like you're going to have three touchdown days from a given guy or, you're going to have those days where they get those like rushing touchdowns with their legs. And all yeah. of a sudden those point totals just balloon. Yeah. And if those are happening on more, more weeks than not, like let's say I'm going to use my team. For example, I have Travis Kelsey, which gives me that advantage in one position. I have Jalen hurts, which gives that position in another gives that advantage at another position. Jalen hurts goes off one week. Travis Kelsey doesn't. I still have that margin. Travis Kelsey goes off. Jalen hurts. Doesn't. I still have that margin. Heaven forbid both of them go off just with the pop like they have a lot this year. God save whoever I'm going against. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the thing. That's the that's where these points come in to bear. Like if you then, especially if you're loading up on like a couple of the elite guys at those positions, you're really hard to beat, especially if you're curating your roster week in, week out especially if you're being an active fantasy manager who is yeah. really paying attention to the wire and paying attention and getting those running backs that are getting those solid starts. And you're just filling out the back end of your roster, filling the front end of your roster with that high end talent that's going to be top five in those positions or top one in the case of the tight end position. Exactly. I mean, what we're saying really is don't sweat the small stuff and like go in, go all in on what matters. Go in all in on the bigger point positions. Period. Yep, that's that's what, and I think it's going to lead me to a win this year. Yeah, un, unbeknownst to you, because we were still thinking, um, still thinking the other way. But like, yeah, and for example, in that DNVR league, what killed me? Well, the running backs, I. I took early, didn't pan out at all. Um, Najee, Damon Pierce hasn't quite worked out. Um, and I went all in on a top tight end like Kyle Pitts. Mm. Yep. And even, it. even Mark Andrews, who like, mm, it wasn't quite first half of the season. It was like first third of the season. Looked like a potential like, on the short list of fantasy MVPs, he's completely come back to fallen back to earth. Plus he's been hurt. So yeah. you just never know. Right. And his quarterbacks are hurt now. So it's, uh, you know, um, volatility, volatility. You're, you're so relying on touchdowns on a tight end and running back. I think that's the other part of this. You're just yeah. so relying and on then, touchdowns. Unless you got like, then look at like out of nowhere, Jamal Williams led the league for the longest time in rushing touchdowns. Like, and you could have had him in the 10th round of your draft. Oh, probably a hundred percent. Like a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, it's interesting, man. Um, I appreciate, I appreciate you being able to, to dive deep on that, man. Um, and best of luck as we enter the fantasy playoffs. Best of luck to all of you fantasy 
enthusiasts um, as you bet on the NFL. Things are heating up, and the official sports betting partner of the NFL DraftKings Sportsbook is the go-to place this holiday to have action on all the games. New users can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and get 150 in free bets if they do. There's no, no limitations on this. You can take a huge favorite against a huge dog, and then you have $150 in free bets to play with. You can put that on a boosted step to parlay, which we can all use no matter how long we've been with DraftKings. Um, bowl season comes around. NBA starts to heat up. College hoops is always lovely to bet on. Um I put four units on Bryce Young to be the first overall pick in the NFL draft. That's another thing, Kale. You got to keep your eyes out for those young running quarterbacks starting for the first time because Jalen Hurts, Mm. Justin Fields, that's like, this is a new trend. Every year you're going to have like a top six quarterback that could have been had on the waiver wire, like in late September, basically. Um, Totally. And you, DraftKings Sportsbook user, you can take advantage of that kind of knowledge at the number one rated app in all the land. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code DMVR. Place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code DMVR. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions supply. See show notes for details. All right, Kale. Um... You know, you feel free to to throw any my way, but uh, I've got some key start sits, entering some playoffs, entering the toilet bowl in our fantasy league against Spence, which I I cannot lose. We gotta we gotta salvage some things. Najee and Kyle Pitts can't can't sink me this hard. Um, so yeah, I you're you always get provide sage advice, and I need it now more than ever. I am ready to go. Hit me with him. Stefan Diggs, do I just sit him? I'm loaded at wide receiver. Who do you got? Um, so I start three typically, and my options are AJ Brown, automatic start, Waddle, Waddle, kind of letting me down lately, but I I was thinking I'd start Waddle against Buffalo. I kind of assumed there'll be a lot of points. Ayuk doing his thing, and then it really comes down to Judy or Christian Kirk, who's coming off a huge week, or Stefan Diggs. So I'm planning on some regression from Judy. Um, I like your automatics. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I like your automatics, but hmm. And Kirk's a tough know. one. Kirk's uh, just just like the Jags are like an every other week team. Christian Kirk's production seems to be very every other week. Yeah, totally. Um, and Diggs, it's a big game against Miami, but the production just has not been there. He hasn't. He hasn't had. Um, I guess he's barely had over twenty points. Around and with I, with Debo's injury, you have to start Ayuk. Yeah, you start. Yeah, is, I think you're right. I think you're right. I think you gotta sit. I think you gotta sit, Stefan Diggs, which sounds for, crazy. It sounds crazy going into the season. That would have been absurd. So I start him for Judy. 
Yeah. Waddle's been yeah. kind of even worse. Waddle hasn't been over 20 since week nine. Yeah, but I'm expecting a shootout there. I know. He hasn't been over 11 points since week 10. So maybe yeah, Waddle's who you said. Maybe Waddle's who I sit and I put in digs. Because ultimately you expect Buffalo to come out on top in that one. I mean, Tua just had his worst weeks ever. Yeah, Tua did have his worst week ever. I expect to bounce back from Tua, but that defense against Tua, it seems like people have started to figure out that offense a little bit. Yeah. Um, So Judy is not a must-start for you entering the playoffs. Judy's not a must-start for me. I'm expecting regression. Okay. He just the has only a option the Broncos have got, but... I just can't I just can't buy in on that Broncos offense, even after a big week. And by a big week, twenty-eight points. Yeah, no, I mean, fair enough. Um, am I crazy for starting Greg Dulcich over Mark Andrews? No. Not at all. That's the play. That's the play. I mean Yeah. Dulcich is there's your tight end draft strategy. There's your tight end draft strategy right there. Like I'm I'm going to be starting Dulcich over Mark Andrews in a dynasty money league. Um like it's all right in the there. playoffs. In the playoffs for this putrid Broncos offense. And we we both agree like I'd already submitted that lineup before talking this out but yeah I, f- I figured that was interesting. Um jeez man isn't that crazy? I I love that. That really justifies our theory. Uh, for seg- yeah. segment one in the toilet bowl, Kale, it's kind of gotten rough all of a sudden. Tua, Gino, I don't like either going into this week, but I'm not sure who I hit up on the wire. Is it Derek Carr going against New England? Daniel Jones against the Commandos in a must-win game? Brock Purdy? <laughs> I, I don't know, man. Um, help me out, Gino kinda- or Tua. Gino against that Niners defense, I hate. You're right. Right. I just hate that. Tua against the Bills, the defense has regressed, but I don't love that. No, he's coming off 10 completions. Like, I think Purdy might be your best choice. Holy shit, that's insane. He's questionable (laughs) too, but it's true. I mean, you hate Derek Carr against that New England defense. Do you hate it, especially with the way those young DBs are playing? How very New England them to pluck DBs out of nowhere and just yeah. have them play out of their minds. Yeah, it's kind of like Belichick knows how to coach DBs. Um, and I mean, last time Daniel Jones played Washington, he put up 17 points. I think Brock Purdy has a higher ceiling than that. Yeah, especially with the, what he did last week. I mean, it was insane. Oh my god. That's wild. Um tight end streaming options. Evan Ingram staring in my face. But Ingram, of course, has the the Jag stink to him, which is they are an every other game team. So he just went off like Christian Kirk. Is this a regression week? Um my other options would be Conklin, Tanyan. Uh, Logan Thomas, 
or that uh, Tennessee tight end who I have a hard time pronouncing Chigazim Okongwo, who we've talked about for a couple of weeks and had one of the highlights of the week with a one-handed tight end. Um, touchdown. Yeah. I think I'd probably still go Ingram. Ingram against Dallas. Yeah. Yeah. He, they They're bring... really not that good in the middle of the field. Um, they mm-hmm. sort of let up a lot of points to the middle of the field, to tight ends and receivers. Mm-hmm. Um, they've done it all year. Um, they're pretty strong on the outside and they're pretty strong up front, but sort of right in that middle of the field, they don't have the speed at the linebacker position to really cover tight ends. Right. right. I would, yeah, I'd go Ingram against the Jags against the Cowboys. Sorry. You a believer in Pierre strong? Not really. Yeah. Pierre strong or Marlon Mack this week. Marlon Mack, probably. Really? Um, yeah, I don't love either of those options, but at least you have, yeah. I think, more touchdown upside with Marlon Mack. I assume Gus Edwards over both of them. Yeah, definitely. Man, definitely, we... even with how hurt that offense is. Yeah, that's the thing. Like that Ravens offense went from bad to worse. Like it was like, oh shit, what wide receiver do you start on this team? What running back do you start on this team? Now it's like, oh, spoiler, you start no one because they don't even have a healthy quarterback and you are screwed if you bought a lot yeah. of stock in that Ravens offense. Um, so my favorite part of the week, Kale streaming defense options for this week. You never you never steer us wrong, so lay it on us, Kale. Oh, cards at Broncos. We're going to be probably starting. Uh, there's a year starting. Uh, Brett Rippon this week. Anything you can get on that is good. If Russ plays, then I still don't hate it just because the Broncos have been so low scoring all season. Take your pick there. Um, mm-hmm. I also really like the Steelers who have been bad so far this year against yep. the Panthers. You can pick them up in most leagues. And then uh, the Chiefs, who might be available, might not be, but against the Texans, those are those would be my options. Nice. Um, could go the reverse on the Steelers and take Carolina. I might like that even more. Ooh, okay, love those low scoring <laughs> mucky games. Oh, they're the best. That's been it's been that season, and I think that's also why the cream has risen to the top in fantasy, as we were talking about in segment one. It's been an unders year, and um, that's where the the true super duper stars are going to make more of a difference and the ancillary players are only are only grabbing little margins here and there. So, Kale, best of luck to you going into the playoffs. Best of luck to you all for who are listening uh going into the playoffs. Always a pleasure, my friend. Thanks for doing this and uh we'll be back next week as always. Bye. Later.